Hi everyone, this is Lisa Vinyl-Stevens, podcast host for 12 Afternoons of Hope. Welcome. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am a psychotherapist, a chaplain, a or an officiant of services such as for weddings, baby ceremonies, funerals. I'm also a children's book author. My book's called uh, A New Song and all in Ontario, Canada. And it's always a pleasure to come on here and share what I've learned in the word. Um, The Backwards Backward Blessings series is actually based on my services as a chaplain from August till present. And so today is the second part of the series. And um, basically the previous episode is based on the book of revelation and today we're going to be focusing on the next book over and that's jude it's been a really interesting journey studying the bible backwards um i don't know if anybody out there has ever done that but it's been really a lot of fun and uh really interesting to see how god's revealed things um even going through the bible untraditionally in a backward sense so it's been really cool i would i would encourage other people to do it too um so the book of jude just to kind of start off, the book of Jude is a tiny book and it's got a lot of great info. It's a really powerful book. I don't know, anybody out there has ever read a really short book that's had a tremendous amount of impact or just loads of information? I know I always reference a few books, um, but the two books that came to mind were Love Languages, which I always talk about as a therapist and sometimes as a wedding officiant. Um, and then the other one that comes to mind is um, uh, Purpose Driven Life, you know. So ever so often, you know, you might come across a book like those where they are very, very impactful and, and just carry a lot of weight with a lot of people. So the book of Jude is no exception for sure. Um, Jude was one epistle, like, you know, the other epistles written to the early church and literally just in one chapter. So today we're going to be focusing on June, Jude, and we're going to be specifically starting at verse, verse 20. So I'm going to read it with you right now. So Jude, starting at verse 20. But you, beloved, building, up, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, unto eternal life and on some have compassion making a distinction but others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment defiled by the flesh now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to god our savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever Amen. So in the coming weeks, we'll be obviously going through the epistles. And so um, they're written by the apostles and early church leaders. And so Jude's letter, I, I right away when I was studying it, I noticed that Jude's letter is very similar to the other letters written by the other church leaders like Paul and Peter and John, for instance, and James. Um, Each letter, each epistle starts off with usually the person, the leader, identifying themselves. 
as the person writing and sending the letter. So in verse 1 of Jude, we can see that Jude does something very similar. He says, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. I'm sure you're asking yourself, why is this necessary? I actually saw or can see a similar thing in the prophetical books. The minor and the major prophets, they do the same thing. And I'm going through them right now. And so they right away, they identify themselves as son of so-and-so and who their fathers were. And they'll even say prophet, um, identifying themselves as prophets, right? And so when I was thinking about this, right away, I started thinking about the concept of badges. I don't know if any of you work in a specific area or specific place where you have to wear a name tag or a badge. So as a chaplain, I have to wear a badge, right? And so funny enough, today I was leaving for lunch and I ran into these two people that were looking for the entrance of the building, um, you know, of where I work. And so they didn't know if it was the entrance. So I stopped to help them. And, um, you know, sometimes I have to do that. If I find I have to do that almost every day when I'm in as into where I work as a chaplain. And so I have to help people look for a specific location, a specific location, or I have to kind of guide them to the right entrance, answer questions, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, in the case of these letters, um, you know, I can kind of identify with the prophets and also with the um, epistle writers, the early church leaders, putting who they are right up front, right? If you wear a badge, people know who to ask questions and they also know that you should know the answer they have confidence in your answer because you're wearing a badge right the other thing i was thinking too there was a job i did for many years when i was putting myself through all the training i did as a therapist and and also in my master's divinity and counseling and you know afterwards um you know i traveled the world um when i was working there too and so i remember wearing a badge occasionally inside the office but definitely had my badge with me when i was doing home visits and i must have i don't know i think i did thousands of home visits over the years um especially in my social work career but definitely at that one place and so in the case of a badge me showing um people you know that i went to do home visits so when i arrived at the home i showed them a badge and it was a sense of safety you know so in the case of the epistles um you know we have to remember that there was a lot of false leaders around preaching offshoots of the word of god these people were not approved and they caused a lot of uh, divisions and conflicts and fights and there was numerous problems because of these um, false teachers and so you know like the other epistle writers and and you know jude does the same thing where he identifies himself right away um as and i as i say as the real jude and so not just any jude but the real jude and one that can be associated with Jesus. And so you can rest assured that Jude's voice has a level of authority and that he definitely should know what he's talking about, right? The other thing I was thinking about too is that Bible scholars make it really clear that Jude's name um, was actually Judas. And so one of the reasons why they call him Jude or why people call him Jude um, was that they didn't want him, him to be confused with Judas that betrayed Jesus, right? 
And so, and of course, you know, was a key player in um, getting Jesus crucified, right? So um, Jude that wrote the epistle of Jude, um, his name was called Jude, almost like a nickname um, to distinguish him from Judas, um, you know, and rightly so, right? So the other thing I was, um, you know, that I found as I was researching around the book of Jude is that Jude's letter continues like the other letters in the New Testament, pointing out the problems of the early church and helping to offer advice and support to correct these problems. I'm gonna ask you a question. Anybody out there ever go to a church with problems? And I know if there's a pastor out there, you are laughing. <laughs> um, I was a kid's pastor for a little bit and even now as a chaplain, people call me Pastor Lisa sometimes. It makes me laugh. Um, but, you know, I I would definitely say any of us who go to church, especially in leadership, we know that there's definitely problems, right? And they're never anything to laugh at, by all means, for sure. So, but when you think about a church that you know of, or maybe you've attended that has problems, or has, that had problems, or maybe one that you're going to now that has problems, what happened? Did it bring people together or did it divide people? In my lifetime, I can think of two churches that I attended. Um, and I enjoyed the time that I was there. They were great churches. But, you know, as time wore on, um, you know, there were some serious, serious problems. Um, and so sexual sins were um, you know, fighting, um, very much present in those churches. And so, you know, I, I think generally nowadays when there is a major problem, a major sin problem in churches, you know, it could be sexual sins, fighting amongst leadership, or maybe one person in the congregation amongst the church family is fighting with church leadership or, you know, strange beliefs, um, sometimes sexism, and then we have cultural fights and racism. You know, these situations are really hurtful and they are really hurtful in general for the body of Christ, very divisive. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking about is that whenever these things have happened and I reflect back on them, even years later, like now, I feel a sense of overall sense of like sadness. Um, and I always think, you know, this is not, God's plan for the original, for the church, right? I think he knew that these things would happen, but it's definitely not his plan, right? God's all about unity. And so as I read on in Jude, I realized that Jude did not just offer explanation and correction for the church issues that he witnessed. Um, I also found that Jude was really good um, at bringing out one word, and I've been meditating on this one word from the book of Jude, and it's the word build. So this is why I call this message construction zone, right? So in Jude's epistle, he said in verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So the word building in this chapter, or I should say book, of Jude, because it's literally one, one chapter, is an active and present form of build. And it kind of gives me the idea that someone's doing it continuously, right now, present tense. 
The New Testament, of course, is uh, based on the Greek language. And so I looked up to figure out what the word building means. And it, it kind of gives this idea in the original Greek language. It gives an idea of to build a house, to erect a building, to build up from the foundation, to restore by building, to rebuild, and to repair. The Bible on the whole has tons of references about building, building altars, building, um, you know, remembrances, um, a memorial. Of course, there's the building of the tabernacle, many chapters on the building of the tabernacle. And then we have a ton more chapters about the building of the temple. And so, you know, of course, when I get to the Old Testament, we'll look at these references for sure. And so here in Jude, Jude is telling the church to build again. And he's going personal this time. It's on a personal level. So my father-in-law has spent a lifetime building. He's been in the building field um, for many, many years. He used to have his own business, apparently, before I came on the scene many years before. And so my husband has learned a lot from his dad. And uh, he's in similar work and um, offers his experience to people um, to help them build things. And then I have an expo many years ago who was an electrician. And so he used to take me on site. And, as, you know, from my perspective, um, from someone who's been so in social work for many years, I always thought it was kind of fascinating to hear, um, even from clients that are in the building field, um, you know, what they do, how they do things. And uh, sometimes occasionally I'll watch the, a building uh, rental show. And I, I always thought those things are very fascinating. Um, the kinds of things that they do, the problems that they encounter, or that kind of thing. So from listening to all these, um, the men in my life, and then also to, um, you know, listen to people present tense who are in the building field, I have learned that the there's certain references or certain ideas um, about building that are very, very important. So the first thing is building conditions. So you always got to check to see the conditions of, you know, the area that you're planning to build in. You know, are you building in a swampy area? Um, is it wintry weather like we have in a good portion of Canada? Uh, or is it a hot kind of place where they're going to be encountering heat or even hurricanes like in the Caribbean, where I'm originally from. I'm from Barbados originally, and I have a lot of family throughout the Caribbean. Um, or is it on, like, where, you know, the idea of what you want to build, is it on a hillside or in a mountain, like how I saw some houses, beautiful houses um, in Colorado and also in California? Or are you going to build on flat plains, like in Saskatchewan, which I haven't been to, but I hope one day to go. So always, always, always you have to think about the conditions that you're going to be building in. The other thing is to masonry, um, which is the stone material, usually referring to stone material. So you always have to think about what materials am I going to use to build this structure, right? Um, you know, mud bricks are obviously not the same as concrete stones or concrete bricks, right? And of course, you always have to look at the foundation so what are you building upon? And we all know Jesus, you know, talked about that as written in the Gospels. Are you building on sand? 
um, of course, you, you know, looking at mud and then we got building on rock, right? And we have a famous Sunday school song based on, um, you know, building on your foundation. And another hymn actually uh, based on um, building on the foundation as well. And finally, you always have to look at the method. How are you going to build? And I can tell you, one thing I've learned about people in the building field, contractors, um, anybody who's associated with the other parts of it, like electricians or anybody who's coming into plumbing, they're always look at the method in terms of how the structure is being built. They're all talking about it. Everybody's coordinated, hopefully to build a, an amazing structure that stands firm for a very long time. So in Jude's letter, like the other letters by the other, um, you know, epistles or other epistles in the New Testament, we see the same kind of outline in terms of building. They're always looking at the early church's conditions. They're always talking about the early church's conditions and, and basically encouraging believers in the early church to um, have a firm foundation in Jesus Christ and also focusing on how you do that. How do you build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ? There's another famous leader of God's people who was involved very heavily in building after the destruction um, of a structure that was very important to the people. And that person was Nehemiah in the Old Testament. I love Nehemiah. I think he's amazing. And so he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem that were almost completely destroyed. And so we have... Um, you know, lots of uh, detail about Jerusalem and the walls being almost in a ruined state for almost six decades without protective walls and um, for over two centuries, according to Bible scholars. And so both Jude and Nehemiah had a passion for God's work for the people. They knew the conditions that led to the building problems that they saw. And they gave a roadmap to build for the sake of protection of the people. We don't have time now to go into details of Nehemiah, but I have noted that Nehemiah demonstrates what Jude said about building. So first of all, talk to God about it for sure. So we see in Jude verse 20, but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We also see that Jude says, keep building yourself up in God. Don't stop. Be diligent. And then we also see um, that he's saying specifically, relying on the love and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto internal life. So as you build yourselves up, as I build myself up, let us rely on, not on the problems that bring us down, but let us, let us rely on Jesus for sure. One thing I've realized as I was thinking and meditating on Jude is that for me personally, I have full compassion about regarding any issue that I've seen actually in the church that's really destroyed the church and brought down people's walls. 
And so, um, or in my case, even my walls, for sure. And so um, I found over the years, I have full compassion for those things. So anybody who comes to see me or talk to me, um, those problems that I've encountered, I have compassion for those problems. And it makes me remember that, you know, Nehemiah wept over the walls of Jerusalem. And then I also think about Jesus and how when he went to help after Lazarus had died, um, how he stopped. And it, we have that famous verse that says Jesus wept, showing Jesus' compassion for when we've gone through really tough situations. And the same sort of idea is here in Jude. In verse 22, it says, um, it says, and some have compassion. So the concept of compassion um, goes right through Jude's writing and shows up in terms of the idea of building. And so as we close today, I'm going to ask you to look for Peyton Allen's song, Build My Life. And it's a great song of Peyton's listening. Peyton, this is a great song. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so you could sit in the place and you can close your eyes and and you know what? Just invite the Holy Spirit to sit with you and minister with you and in fact to you and to um, really look at anything that has hurt you or any, maybe you've been through a church split and it's really destroyed um, your sense of, you know, your walk, walk with God or maybe you've seen other people hurt. Um, and so, you know, sit and let the Holy Spirit minister to you and pray through the song as Peyton is singing it and just let the Lord minister to you. And you know what? Let's also remember to have compassion and to be there to help build the body of Christ. Let's remember to have compassion for each other. So I'll be praying for you as you sit and listen. And I just want to wish you, you know, a great day and have just, you know, just focus on the Lord and just keep your focus on the Lord and have, you know, a great time rebuilding yourself and other people in the body of Christ. Thank you, and God bless.